0: I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C.
1: You know who it is Travis
0: Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, we are live here with The Big Douglas Show. You can check us on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Make sure you hop in the comments. We love to get to uh, all of your opinions and hear what you have to say. Pooh is here every Monday. What's happening, big fella? I and mean, you know, it's a Monday, it's a Monday, <laughs> it is a Monday, and our special guest today is Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Kelsey, thanks for hopping on the show today.
2: Thanks so much for having me, and Poo, it's a great Monday. Come on, I got to bring positive vibes to this show, all right? It's, so it's going to be the best Monday you've had yet.
0: Great, it's great because we're here.
2: <laughs> there you <laughs> go. It's great because we're here. We're glad that to be here.
0: <laughs> well, it was, uh, I don't think we thought we'd get a better weekend than we did two weekends ago, but boy, they tried yesterday. It was a hell of a game. And I gotta say, I owe Joe Burrow a personal apology. <laughs> I thought that he was, you know, just a guy in a great system with weapons. He's a dude, man, and you can tell. And what we find out more and more po is if you got a dude, sky's the limit, including the Super Bowl. Were you surprised limit. by Joe Burrow?
1: Um, no, what I was surprised by was that his offensive line didn't get him necessarily killed yesterday. <laughs> as they almost did the week before. Um, But I'm I'm not surprised at all. I mean, he has weapons there. Uh, The the receiver, the three receivers. I know the tight end got hurt, but the three receivers and then Joe Mixon. So um, he has the weapons around him. So even though it's not necessarily the same system as he had at LSU when they won the championship, he still came into the game with some weapons. A lot of young quarterbacks, when they come in, they don't necessarily have the weapons. So it's not like when they was in school. You know, and and um, and then, of course, he all he had not a whole year because he got injured, but he had time last year, you know, to catch up to the speed of NFL. So not necessarily surprised. I was more surprised that uh, Kansas City tricked that game off in the second <laughs> half. But we'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> well, Kelsey, that's right. It was the first time maybe we've ever seen Mahomes yep. look pedestrian. I mean, I, I-, I tweeted he almost looked confused there. Yeah. Fourth quarter of that game, something we haven't seen from the young guy, maybe ever.
2: Yeah, I feel like we saw an uncharacteristic Patrick Mahomes as you're speaking to. We've gotten so used to his standard of greatness that he set in the league, and so when he just looked like he didn't know what was going on, like, overtime, I didn't know who that guy was, and it just kind of spiraled down when you saw the Kansas City's getting the ball, I think many of us automatically thought, all right, Patrick time, they're at home, they're in Arrowhead, gave over, but then all of a sudden, I mean, it's like literally Patrick gave that game away, and that's not to take away anything from the Cincinnati Bengals, because much like you, Doug, I've got to give Joe Burrow an apology. Everyone was talking about how good they are, how high they're on him. And I saw firsthand how he did the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm like, oh, hey the Ravens were injury prone, right? Their defense was abysmal. They had went through so much in their secondary. They had third string guys stepping in. So I'm like, mm, I've just not seen enough of Joe Burrow, but to come back from that ACL injury the way he did to come back and play the way he does with an offensive line that people would have nightmares about because you just don't know how they're going to show up and play the way he did so young and to make us now start putting respect on the Cincinnati Bengals name and to do that of all teams against the Kansas City Chiefs, like Chiefs, Chiefs fans woke up still stuck this morning. Uh, still unbelievable what happened to them at home by this team that no one was talking about in the AFC, yet alone in the AFC North, yet alone the AFC, right? Because everyone was thinking it's Patrick Mahomes game. Even when the Chiefs were struggling early this season, all right, he's going to knock it off and the Chiefs are going to get back on track. Which they did. They played that game, but it's just Patrick Mahomes. Just he unraveled. He unraveled, and you're looking at the other side. What Zach Taylor was able to do with again Joe Burrow, and you're thinking about this is a team that won six games seasons before, and now we're about to go see them in sunny Los Angeles in the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, it's an incredible story, and the Bengals had it all together. You talked about Joe Mixon, their receivers, like everyone stepped up, and I think we really do need to give credit to the Bengals defense as well for stepping up the way that they did, limiting. Kansas City and now this is why we're excited for them and now we're starting to believe and start to say who they because who are they Bengals right like because they're making us just believe into what they're what they're selling because the product is real folks and this is why the Bengals defeated the Kansas City Chiefs so again this phenomenal play but Kansas City has to be biting themselves because literally that game was given away by them but you know at the end of the day who deserves to be there deserves to be there that is the Cincinnati Bengals so I'm excited for them and they've been in a long drought so uh, I'm excited to see hopefully they can bring the, the trophy home
0: Never in a million years when they were down, what was it, 21 to 3? Did I ever think if it was the other way around, right? If it was the other way around, I would have said, uh, all right, here we go. Cheese yeah. can do it. But I'm so about not, to
2: turn the channel, you know, Doug. Some of us are about to turn the channel, like, oh, this I'm, is the game they gave us, and the next thing you know, it's it's tied game. Like it was crazy.
1: Thought I was about to hit that over.
0: It was like- <laughs> 54 and right. a half we're gonna smoke this. I, <laughs> I I was the I was the jinx, I guess. Bro. <laughs> no,
1: he wasn't. Look, I have a friend in one of my group chats, he's he's an Eagles fan, and so you know he's very familiar with Andy Reed, and all he kept saying was this is prototypical Andy Reed when he was with the Eagles, and the uh the Eagles kept going to all the NFC championship games, but never could get over the hump. Yeah. It was like this is the Andy Reid. You know they they obviously got the Super Bowl in so he he did get that. But they said now we're about to experience the Philadelphia version of of Andy <laughs> Reed where they keep getting to the championship game but they don't win another Super Bowl because the thing is like yesterday. So um that's the talk about Kansas City now so I, you know. It was it was interesting. We almost forgot about that version of Andy Reed because he did win the championship but I am. Which, 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 did you forget about that version of Andy Reid, Chris?
3: Oh, hell no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like top of mind still. <laughs> up there in Philadelphia, man. <laughs> <laughs> But I think on that point, like I feel like for Kansas City, it was Super Bowl or bust. And that's kind of been the norm now since they have Patrick Mahomes at the helm and their offense is so strong. We had questions about their defense, but offensive wise, I mean, Travis Kelsey has been playing lights out heel. I mean, there's so many weapons on that Kansas City team. And again, we're still getting to know the Bengals. We're still getting to know Joe Burrow's capabilities. So to do what they did again in Arrowhead. I think it puts a new respect on Cincinnati. And I think many now are looking at Joe Burrow saying he was not just great in college. He can be a long lasting quarterback in the NFL. And now, again, we have to put respect on the Bengals name. And, and Kansas City now has to go back home scratching their head as to what happened and see maybe if next year now it will be Super Bowl or bust for them.
0: Kelsey, you mentioned it. There there couldn't be two bigger differences in those games that we watched on Sunday. That That Chiefs crowd at Arrowhead was a difference maker. And then you get to the, to the Rams, and, and it was a 49ers had taken over that stadium. And they're at the Rams, you talk about another team that is Super Bowl or bust. I mean, they traded away all those picks and uh, signed all those veterans. And, boy, what a difference OBJ has made. I, I was stunned at how big of an impact he's made on that team. Chris, I'm curious. That, that place was rocking in Kansas City. What's the uh, loudest stadium you've ever been in?
3: Um, I would have to say Kansas City, um, the Saints and um uh Seattle. Those were like three of the loudest places that I went to. Uh I remember RG 3s rookie year when we played the Saints uh in New Orleans on that first game after the uh Katrina. Man, when you talk about a place that got loud, that place was rocking. I mean, who that? Who that? Say, who <laughs> gonna be gonna say, who that? I mean, it was crazy. And then I remember being a rookie going to um, Kansas City when I was playing with the Broncos. And, um, you know, just the whole national anthem. When they're singing the national anthem, I mean, they go, and, and they go, in the home of the Chiefs. It gets so loud when that happens, man. But, that's, but, but those are definitely some great atmospheres in the NFL that i played in. Those places really get loud.
0: Pooh, big news over the weekend. Are you more surprised that Sean Payton stepped down or Tom Brady stepped down? Because I, I didn't really see either one of those before the weekend. Uh, Sean Payton. I, yeah. I, I, Sean Payton is just getting himself ready. He's getting
1: recharged for that Dallas job. I think yeah. he, Mike <laughs> McCarthy not going to hold that job long. So he he yeah. he just getting, he getting recharged for that job, you know. So I, I would not surprised that Tom Brady necessarily um, – you know, I know he's pissed because he didn't get to announce it the way he, he wants to, so but I he hasn't has confirmed
3: it yet. Yeah. It hasn't a- that's true.
1: He might be, he, do he, he don't have his new video ready, you know what
3: I'm saying? He gotta, he gotta get his not so fast, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't me. But I was, I was definitely the, the Tom Brady one, though. Like I said, I wouldn't, Sean Payton. I can see that he don't have a quarterback. Um, you know, I, like, I thought he would have retired when Drew Brees <laughs> was done. But I think he saw how the season play out, how season played out. No quarterback. Don't know if they're going to have a quarterback next year. And then Mike McCarthy is, you know, he's he's on thin ice uh, up there in Dallas. So like I said, he's getting primed for that Dallas job. <laughs> and Jerry, him and Jerry got an agreement. They got one. They got an agreement. You next.
2: He wants to Got win. The
3: handshake though. <laughs> yeah, yeah you
1: know, Mike McCarthy don't get us to the Super Bowl next year. The job yours,
0: Sean. <laughs> did you uh did you see that Thiesman was out yesterday talking about the commanders? A little a little early, uh a little early drop before Wednesday. Uh Chris, have they let you see the new uniforms? Are, are you you want to break commanders here on the show today?
3: <laughs> I have a I haven't gotten any inside scoop on uh, what the New Jersey's will be. I'm pretty much going to find out when everyone else finds out. I'm actually coming down to D.C. um, for the whole name change event. So um, I'm excited to see what it is. You know, me personally, I I would like them to keep it as the Washington football team. It kind of doesn't really make sense to change it to something else because you kind of lose the history behind the team, Uh, you know, Guys can still relate to the Washington football team when we were the Redskins, when we were the Washington Redskins. Um, but, you know, we kind of like don't have no involvement with the Commanders or the Red Wolves or whatever the team may be named. But it is what it is, uh, and I'll be excited. I'll be excited for the uh, announcement, and I'll be down there to have fun. Hey.
0: Interesting factoid, I I don't know how we came up this over the weekend. The Chiefs, who uh, I guess this is because they did the poster for the teams in the playoffs and they had like the mascot and they used a wolf for Kansas City, which I thought was interesting. Did you know that the like animal mascot for the Chiefs has been a wolf for like 25 years and is actually in the mascot Hall of Fame for the Chiefs as a wolf?
3: I thought it was an idiot.
0: Nope. No. That's the <laughs> yeah, I mean, interesting thing. You like know, the only have, reason why and arrowhead and it's a wolf is the mascot.
2: Wow. I just found the thought I was gonna say because when that field goal went through, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the mascot yes. he just dropped, and it was like the best thing that you could watch on TV, but did not know that either until recently. But I guess maybe that's how they've been able to kind of swing around some of the controversy going on with the name change. But Chris, I'm so happy you said that because I'm like, you yeah, just keep it simple. Keep a Washington football team. Don't right. complicate it. the The colors are there because any name that's going to, they're going to name it. Let's just be honest. Fans are going to be up in the uproar because we've been so used to the old name, which was the Redskins. And now just when we're starting to get used to the Washington football team, now they're about to change it again. Yeah, I think what it's taken us too too many things. What do you
3: do with all your memorabilia? Everyone has that too. <laughs> the last sixty years or whatever, you know. Like, I know people are not going to throw it away. They're going to come to the game with probably more Redskins stuff than whatever yeah. the new name is.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's going to be trash. <laughs> to be, I, I've been told that's why it was never going to stay Washington Football Team because they were they were concerned that you just people would just continue wearing their their Redskins gear. Which they're still going to
3: do it because that's the team history. I mean, you can't miss yeah. team's history. So
0: they will, but just being the football player. team makes it a whole lot easier than if, you know. Right. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Again, I've said this for a while. To me, it has a whole lot more to do with the marketing and the branding. Yeah. You know, if the uniforms look dope and the helmets are fresh, then what they're called, you know what I mean? Like people really call themselves Packers. You know what I mean? Like, there's some weird janky names out there that you would never go for. And, and the raven I mean, how many times have the Ravens re, redone their their uniforms? You know what I mean? So, like, if it's the Commanders, doesn't mean that what you see it's right the now... There's a difference
3: between changing a uniform and changing the name, you know? Like, well, so even the logo so for the Ravens has changed a couple times. Huh?
0: Even yeah, the, the Ravens thing. logo has changed a couple times. I mean, I think it started out more as the state flag. Now there's really more of the Ravens, so... I just, I just think same thing with the Rams. How many times recently have the Rams just changed the way they look? Away? Now that doesn't mean they get it right. Oh, uh, but what you,
1: the uniforms may change,
0: but them names ain't trash like the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's who so hates sad. the Commanders? Who what you didn't want anything to do with military though, right? Nah, man, nothing to do yeah. with military. This find an animal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> any animal. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an animal man. As long as the team wins, I feel like we won't even care. Like, winning, I feel yeah, like we'll all. Like, we'll be in an uproar now, but if this team somehow turns it around, which we saw the Bengals do this season, then we'll kind of forget the name because we'll be happy again that Washington is winning football games. So, to me, I think this name, I think a name is a name, right? Like, we all have our names, but we're all different. Like, my name's Kelsey. There's many Kelseys in the world, but my identity is unique to me, and I'm the only one of me. We want Washington just to get back to the glory days and winning ways in Washington. So I feel like we're spending way too much time on this name. instead of so the product on the field, which is what we need to have a bigger conversation about folks, because we want to be talking about our team in a postseason and hopefully bring right. a Super Bowl ring home. Cause people my age don't know what it was like when Washington was winning Super Bowls in Washington, DC. And we want a chance, you know, to get a bite of that glory.
0: Well, and the playoffs have shown one thing for sure to get there, you have to have a quarterback. So let's, Let's talk about it quickly. Uh, Swaggy, does Garoppolo excite you?
3: <laughs> hell no. Did, did huh? you see my Twitter? Did you see my Twitter account? I said, uh, Garoppolo to D.C.? Hell no. Hell no. He, I mean, I don't want to you know, put the whole game on him, but when you need your quarterback to make the biggest plays, you just got rattled. I mean, their defense is good, but, man, you expect your quarterback to put the ball on the money, know where the blitz is coming, get the ball out. I and mean, he's not like he's like a first-year player. He's a seasoned vet. You know, he has playoff experience. I think this was his second playoff loss. Uh, most of those wins has probably been because his defense was so good and they kept him in the game, so he just had to manage the game and not, uh, quote-unquote, mess it up. But last night, man, those last two drives, man, it, like, it went – when it was time to win, you want your quarterback to have the ball in his hands, and he did absolutely nothing. Nothing. And, and nothing.
1: I'm going. I'm going to say this with all due respect because he is an NFL starting quarterback, but Jimmy G is the prototypical game manager.
3: Like you, I mean, so is Tom Brady, so is Aaron Rodgers, but they yeah, can just but, make those deep, those deep throws when when needed. But when, when you, when, like I
1: said, when you, when it matters. You want the ball in their hands.
3: Right? Oh, yeah. it matters also, to San Francisco, nope.
0: you want the defense on the field. Right? Also, <laughs> any, anytime somebody starts out with all due respect, compliments aren't coming after. No, no, <laughs> no, none at all. None at all. <laughs> none at all. Kelsey, they have said repeatedly they will be fixing, addressing the quarterback situation in the offseason. Do you prefer that that means they're trading away first round picks for a premier quarterback? or finding the solution in the draft? Do you have a preference?
2: Oh, isn't this always a big question in Washington, trying to find that long-term franchise quarterback? We've been going through this for a long time, folks. And the last time we went through a draft, we thought this guy to win, Haskins, would be the quarterback of the future. We saw how that turned out. I think Washington knows, especially with the way the NFC East is shaped right now. Dallas is playing some good football. Philadelphia is playing some good football. The only team right now below Washington is the Giants. And we'll see what that new head coach and if he's able to turn anything around. But Washington has to be competitive. They don't have time to wait anymore. Ron Rivera and his regiment now have been here two years. We need results folks, and it's just point blank period. What we here right now is a band-aid, right? We need, we need the, the quarterback to be st- stitched, right, to hold the blood in from the bleeding that we've done at that position. So to me, I'm looking at the draft. I'm not ready to go through a project. Your Joe Burrow-type quarterbacks are more rare, I think. In Washington, I, I wouldn't mind drafting a quarterback that can build upon and learn from a veteran, but to just throw a young quarterback from the draft as our starting quarterback, I just think, don't think that would make sense, just quite frankly, because we have receivers. we got to keep Terry McLaurin happy. <laughs> we have a great tight end. And let's just be honest. Washington needs to be able to move the ball down the field. I want a veteran guy that can do that. I want more offensive play schemes that are different and tricky, kind of like the Chiefs. You just never know what's coming, the package that's coming. And Washington right now hasn't been able to do that because they are limited. And that's not to say I don't like what we have Taylor Heineke. I think he's the guy that plays with his heart, he can scramble, but the arm strength isn't fully there. And then we've seen the bad decisions, unfortunately, that he's made this season. This was his audition. And right now, the audition didn't go as planned. And that's why now, once again, we're looking for a quarterback. Now, do we get one that was as old as Ryan Fitzpatrick was? No, all right, because we can't have any more injuries kind of bust our hopes with the quarterback. But I'm looking at that free agency market right now for quarterbacks. And I'm kind of happy right now looking at some of these quarterbacks that are on the market. The big problem though with Washington is who's going to want to come to Washington with all that Washington has going on. And I'm not just talking about on the football field. I'm talking about off the football field. Because we're seeing some Washington folks that used to be here on the coaching personnel that actually had some success in the playoffs. And it seems like for some reason when people leave Washington, they get to better success. So how do we make Washington a destination city for a, a solid quarterback to come here and actually want to grow with this Washington football? team so that's going to be the big question
0: we're laughing kelsey only because chris has been on this show for <laughs> months now yeah i'd love wilson i'd love watson if he cleared what if we them, all? but, but <laughs> why how do we get them here right
2: yes, we thought that we're going <laughs> well you'll be even more a millionaire and i'll be a millionaire for the first time because <laughs> that's the big question like how do you get like you said somebody like uh russell wilson and <laughs> Great, you know, because he has the ties here to the Richmond area. Deshaun would be great. But how do you get them to want to play here? Because every quarterback now wants to what? They want to win. Tom Brady went to they Tampa Bay win. because he thought there was a winning formula. You come to Washington, you see pieces. You see a defense that has to reclaim their glory because they didn't live up to expectations. And you have an offense that's young, but it has bright spots. But most quarterbacks that are good and in their prime right now, they want to go to a turnkey operation. So Aaron Rodgers wouldn't even have like a Washington on his radar because for that he might as well stay in Green Bay. Russell well. Wilson, he might as well stay where he is in Seattle before you take a chance here. And again, don't think that what's going off of the Washington football field, don't think that doesn't influence players' uh, thoughts on the Washington team as well because we just have a lot going on with our Washington team that we're trying to get right. So Hopefully sooner than later we figure it out, but I just don't think the draft is going to be the way Washington
1: Welcome
0: wants to go. Marcus Mariota to the Washington Commanders. I was going to say <laughs> now you're looking at the uh, Trubisky's of the world, Jameis Winston. You like the idea of a Jameis Winston uh, new coaching regime? I doubt. Uh, we talked about Matt Ryan. I doubt David Carr is going anywhere. So, Chris, who 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 you, who you see that uh, intrigues you? I don't know,
3: man. I mean, my heart (laughs) would want to go with uh, Deshaun Watson, but I I just can't see him coming to Washington with all the uh, sex allegations that we have as an organization and the stuff that he's been dealing with. I just don't see how he would, you know, be a match for Washington just because we have so much going on in the front office. Um, I would love to get Russell Wilson, but, you know, we want the quarterback of the future, Russell may only be, you know, around for another four or five years. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Everybody's be talking about Matt Ryan possibly. I think he's just way past his time. Even if we get a Matt Ryan, uh, in free agency, I would say we still try to find that number one quarterback in the draft. At least he can learn from a Matt Ryan. Um, but you know, I think I think sign a good veteran and then draft a a, a quarterback that you feel like is gonna be uh, for the future and hopefully he can learn some good things from the veteran that you bring in for, you know, possibly a year, maybe two.
0: Now, Kelsey, I know you also keep up with the Ravens and Swaggy, I think you had talked about the backup quarterback there. What What's the upside there with that kid, Kelsey?
2: Tyler Huntley, I mean, gosh, he's yeah. like a dream come true. And one thing I actually have to give the Baltimore Ravens, if you've looked at their backup quarterbacks for the past couple of years, they plan to have a guy in that complements their quarterback. So a guy that we know in Washington well was the backup for the Ravens before, and I'm talking about RG3, also had a similar type playing style to Lamar Jackson. And then Tyler Huntley literally liked Jam- Lamar Jackson. Not the same. I hate people making this comparison already that the guy's better than Lamar Jackson. Stop that. Put some respect on Lamar Jackson's name, but I think what Tyler Huntley can do is he can move the football. He's still young. and We saw some bad decisions, but you look at those games that Baltimore lost with him, and it wasn't necessarily him, and I hate to go back to those go-for-two decisions from coach, but those are <laughs> games that Baltimore could have won. But Tyler, I mean, one, the, the players love him because he people he, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. Lamar Jackson is his biggest cheerleader, but he's able to do different things. And I think now we're not just looking for pocket quarterbacks, right? We want guys that are able to move. And when you're planning to play the Baltimore Ravens, teams were planning to play Tyler Huntley the same way they were planning to play Lamar Jackson because they were that similar in how they're able to get out the pocket. And if I'm a defender, I'm not trying to be on the wrong end of a Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley mixtape because they will break your ankles and embarrass you because you just don't know what they're going to do. The one problem he has that scares me sometimes is ball security and fumbling. That's his one downside, and that's something in Washington we don't want to bring, but I actually wouldn't mind him um, in Washington, and you think about the last kind of loved quarterback in Washington, and I would say that was RG3, right? And RG3 we love because he could get the ball down the field, but also because he was flexible and able to move um, outside of the pocket, so I would not be mad at that, but best believe Baltimore is looking at him trying to find some type of way to keep him in that backfield, especially because there's so many questions now about this mysterious illness that Lamar Jackson had, and then the injury that happened um so Baltimore really is in a little bit of trouble uh if Lamar Jackson goes down next season about who that quarterback can be to kind of step up and fill his shoes
0: are they are they going to pay Lamar Jackson this year
2: they have to What is Baltimore going to do if they don't play Lamar Jackson? Like, I think they have to pay Lamar Jackson. He's won an MVP. If Lamar Jackson didn't get hurt, you could say that Baltimore might have potentially made the playoffs. That last game against Pittsburgh was a rough one, but I think you have to play Lamar. He's been a winning quarterback. He does what needs to be done. I thought he was gracious to Baltimore, too, giving them an extra year to figure out the contract situation, and he's also trying to figure it out with his mom. So I think Baltimore will pay him, but Baltimore does not want to make the same mistake – uh, paying Lamar that they did with Joe Flacco when they lost so many great players because of that big contract that they gave Joe Flacco. So they're hoping to not repeat that history with uh, Lamar Jackson. So they have to pay him though. Everyone keeps asking me that, Doug. And I'm like, who else would you get in Baltimore? You think they're going to let go? Like him and John Harbaugh have a relationship that most players would want for a head coach and a quarterback. That's something I think that Andy and Patrick have. And that's honestly what, what quarterbacks need. And I think that's another problem we have in Washington. We've been through the coaching changes. We've been through quarterback changes, There's just no consistency at the head coach spot and the quarterback spot. And when you don't have that, it's going to be hard to win football games.
0: The question keeps getting asked because they haven't given him a contract
3: yet. They better Uh, pay him.
2: I'm telling you, lots of teams would like to have Lamar.
3: Oh, yes, they would. (laughs) Man, listen, that's what I don't understand. Like, we're waiting for the fifth year to pay Lamar Jackson, who's already won an MVP, and then a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, gets paid after eight games and get, mm. get paid a hundred yeah. they set the quarterback market at the time a million after like seven, eight games there's no way in hell Lamar Jackson doesn't break the bank uh something more than uh probably Patrick Mahomes already got or something similar
2: I,
0: think
1: about Josh when, Allen. I would say
0: Josh Allen certainly Josh is the comp there right? yeah And, Chris, I'm curious. A lot of people were hoping for coaching changes for Washington. I don't really see any major things coming. But uh, one thing I've seen more and more of is like, okay, the D-line didn't play very well, replace the position coach. How much does that really affect the outcome
3: for guys like that? I don't think that much. You know what Um, I mean? Because at this level, guys pretty much know how to play the game. You have a coach to, you know, kind of stay on top of you for your technique purposes and make it think a D-line coach, per se, makes a player good or, or not. You know what I mean? It's, it's up to that player to be good and for that coach just to coach. But if the player don't have it, you don't have it, it no matter what coach you have in there. Um, so, you know, it, it helps a little bit, but then at the same time, it's, it's either you got it or you don't at, at this level because everyone can play. And when you have a good coach uh, who can kind of tell you how to cheat the game and as far as uh, knowing backfield sets and what kind of takeoff you should do versus when it's third and long, you know, like your technique is different from third and long and third and short. You know, it's a different type of stance. It's a different type of technique. Um, But that's the stuff that good coaches point out and kind of help give those type of uh, hints to a player to make his game better. But – the player at the end of the day has to make the coach look good. Good players make good coaches.
0: All right, let's, uh, before we wrap up here, let's talk about the big game on uh, two weeks, I guess. This week it will be the Pro Bowl. I wish, by the way, I wish they would knock the Pro Bowl off and go back to the old skills challenge.
2: Remember the I old skills challenge? I love that. Pro Bowl right. weekend? Yeah. Snaps to so the that- <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know why they do that. I used to love that. Yeah, I bet yeah. you the players will love that as well.
0: <laughs> well, that, but, but, but that's why Antonio that Gates, I think. has to get paid. Well, and I, I think that's what happened. I think Antonio Gates trashed his knee in like a random event on one of those yeah. things. And then they yeah, put them all out. It was like
1: volleyball. It was like it was in the sand. It was something in the yeah. sand. I remember that.
3: Yeah. But, but I to look forward be- to seeing the big guys on the 225 and the 315, mm-hmm. however much they used to bench. That used Doing to be the bench, to see Larry Allen and those guys do the bench press at the Pro Bowl, and I, then to see all the batteries run the 40.
0: I, watching them man bench press 700 pounds would never get old to me. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know why, but I could sit there and watch big dudes throw weights around all day long. Um, uh-huh. How, I, it how exciting the-
3: would it be to really be able to crown? The fastest guy in the league at the Pro Bowl. If, if you could see somebody race like a Tyree Hill, you know what I mean, like who, who's really the fastest in the forty or the fifty, whatever they want to run. Whatever yeah, they the school, used to do you know, the, 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 the arm crazy.
0: cannon strength for a uh, View, quarterback. Viewership,
3: right. viewership, throw the ball
1: hundred yards, roof. yeah, through the <clears> roof, <throat> the roof. I, I'll actually, I would
0: actually watch that. I don't watch the Pro Bowl, but I would watch that. Yeah, well, and they do that for all the other sports, right? Like the basketball. I love watching the skills challenge. The, oh, yeah, the, the NHL, did you see the commercials for the NHL All Star Skills Challenge? It looks incredible, right? Uh, but uh, I digress. Let's get to the game here. Uh, Pooh, what do you think early on about this matchup between the Bengals and the Rams? Um, it's gonna be interesting, I, I think. <sighs> i know the rams are going to be the favorite but that's how i was I, looking now it's my they're giving up four it's a four point game
1: uh yeah i i figured i figured it was gonna be around three three and a half 48 and a half fight. 48 and a half oh they're gonna i think they're gonna blow that through the roof <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't think it's gonna be a whole lot of defense in this game um i just i mean cincinnati has an offense you know they they can they can put up points they have a great receiver in jamar chase who you know he got i think his highest game he got 266 a couple weeks a few weeks ago so um i think it's going to be one of them games where you know the rams even though they have all them players on defense they always still seem to give up points and they're going to have to score points to win so this is going to be super bowl is going to be the week that yes Joe Burrow still will be running for his life with Von <laughs> Miller and 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 uh and Donald on the other end but I think he'll be able to get some plays off um against that secondary. So I, I I think the Rams may pull it out, but it's gonna be very, very, very close. I think it's gonna probably be more like three <laughs> than four. Um because none of them have been there. So it's not like it's a thing of well, some of the Rams have, but it's not like a thing of, oh, we have this team coming back and they've been to the Super Bowl a few times. Like it's going to be a whole bunch of wide-eyed players out there for Super Bowl. And um, so I, at the end of the day, I just want to see a good game. We've had two great weeks of football. When we get to the Super Bowl, I just want to have an, another great game. I don't care if it's 17 to 20, if it's 38 to 41. <laughs> I really don't care. I just want to see a good game game at the end of the day to end the season off
0: Kelsey what about you you think it'll be a close game
2: uh so I'm, I'm the- I'm thinking what just to build off of what was just said, we're hoping it is because like you said, we've just had two great weeks of football, some of the best playoff action that we've had. And I think all the storylines too going into this game, again, how many people pick the Cincinnati Bengals, not only becoming nobody. the teams of the AFC North, but going to the Super Bowl? Like, come on, nobody did. And Joe Burrow again coming back from that injury, playing with a knee brace, something that he was not used to. I think it was incredible Their story to get there. And then the Rams and adding all these names, we had to see if they live up to their expectations on paper. Oh, by the way, shout out to OBJ's dad uh, for calling it right. Son now gets to go and play in a Super Bowl. And also we've got Matthew Stafford now, folks, playing in a Super Bowl. Like just talk about how the Rams pulled everything together. So big props um, to Sean McVay. But I think the Rams know the job that needs to be done. I think the big question is, how much can you trust Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy G, I put them in this category of I know they're going to throw a pick. I just know they're going to throw a pick. Matthew Stafford's going to have to play a clean game because though the Bengals defense is not something that we're talking about, if they play like they played this last game again, watch out for the Bengals and being able to capitalize off the turnovers. I think the hard thing for Cincinnati though is looking at all the wide rece- the weapons that the Rams have, and then if they get their running game going, Cincinnati's going to have their hands full. I think it's going to be a lot on the back of Joe Burrow, but you also look at a guy like Mixon and you're thinking about what he can do um, in the bowl for Cincinnati. So I think it's actually gonna be a high scoring tight game, Um, but I do think it will be a battle of the turnovers and whoever comes off on top of that will be the ultimate winner um, of the Bowl. And it will be great though, to see if the home team's able to win again, much like last year, um, and if the Rams are able to do that in their home stadium. But again, just excited for a lot of these guys finally making it there um, especially after the two great games to get them there. So I think they're both riding on a momentum. But if the Bengals win, I just want to say, Joe, we want to see you smoke another one of those cigars. I've gotten used to Joe Cool. I've declared January Joe Burrowary because Joe Burrow has just dominated and took the league by storm. He's been a lot of fun. to watch.
1: I'm ready for Joe to come out rocking his ice again. You know, he had his ice on. <laughs> Look, yesterday. Did, did
2: you hear the quote he said? He said, do you think I wear fake stuff? Like, you know, <laughs> right. I, you know how much I make? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> love Joe Burrow. It's hard to root against him.
0: Kelsey, before we hop out of here, um, congratulations to you, uh, the Maryland 30 under 30.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you so much. You know, I said Maryland's bull win. And when Maryland won the bowl, it was only right that in the same year I got this recognition. So it's super Perfect. exciting. Things happening for the university um, of Maryland so it means so much. So uh, shout out to the Terps. Hopefully they get the next win. I was sad they lost to Indiana, but thank you so much, Doug. It means it means a lot. Just trying to just a small girl from Germantown, Maryland, trying to make her mark. So I appreciate and I, it.
0: And I know you're doing all kind of things. So tell the folks what you got coming up and where they can find you.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not as cool as any of the other fellas on here, but everyone can follow my website, kelseynicholenelson.com. I will actually be heading out to the Super Bowl, so actually packing now for that. Super excited uh, to be covering the big game. So I'll be on Radio Row all week long. So definitely tune into my show, listen in with KNN on Fox Sports Radio for that. Um, I'll be doing a live show, actually, this week as well. I'll have the great James Brown joining me, JB, um, helping me to break down the Super Bowl matchup that's coming up. And then also just a lot of podcasts, radio appearances. And then on um, this week, such as Chris, we'll be talking about this new name that Washington will have and breaking that down. So you can follow me on social media, The Real K Nelson, and on Facebook, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. So thanks again so much for having me, Doug. This was fun.
0: Yes, it was. Thanks for hopping on. And <laughs> uh, Chris Poob. I'll see you next Monday.
1: Yeah. See you next Monday. See you on Monday. After Bye, everyone. Little, we're going to be talking about the Pro Bowl. Nah. Nice.
2: <laughs> you know my favorite Pro Bowl quote? Do you guys remember when Terrell Suggs said that to the Patriots? Tell them to go have fun at the Pro Bowl. Do you guys remember that, when Ravens beat the Patriots? Yeah. Terrell so Suggs, always the best, the best lines. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right,
0: y'all. Thanks. All right. Have a good one.